Thomas, welcome. Yeah, thank you. <laughs> Have you noticed the sound improvement? I notice I spike it more often when I laugh. Look at this. So I need to figure out how to. because we're talking about James Joyce mm -hmm. and so this was written in the late 1800s Alice in Wonderland mm -hmm. or through the looking glass technically and in it is this poem that Alice reads called Jabberwocky I'll read you the bit that she says about it after because she has like it's very like self-reflective how he writes I guess um, but this this type of speaking and wording it was like some say it was inspirational for James Joyce I don't know mm -hmm. if he actually took inspiration from this but it was kind of like the precursor to what okay. James Joyce did 50 years later so, this is Jabberwocky. Mm. I'll do my best. <laughs> Great, I love it. Twas brillig, and the slithy toves did gyre and gimble in the wabe, and all mimsy were the borough groves, and the mome wraths outgrabe. Beware of the Jabberwock, my son, the jaws that bite, the claws that catch. Beware of the jub-jub bird, and shun the frumious bandersnatch. He took his vorpal sword in hand. Long time the maxim foe he sought. So rested he by the tum-tum tree, and stood a while in thought. And as an uffish thought he stood, or as an in uffish thought he stood, the Jabberwock with eyes of flame came whiffing through the tulgy wood and burbled as it came. One, two, one, two, and through and through the vorpal blade went snicker-snack. He left it dead, and with its head he went galumping back. And hast thou slain the Jabberwock? Come to my arms, my beamish boy. O frabjous day, kaloo kalay, he chortled in his joy. Was brillig and the slithy toves did gyre and gimble in the wabe. All mimsy were the borough groves and the mome wraths out grabe. Okay, messed cool. Up, messed up one line a little bit there, but that was, that was basically it. Do you know what happened? Um, no. Okay, so it was brillig and the slithy toves. So it's basically like brillig means apparently like four o'clock in the afternoon. So okay. it was like about four o'clock in the afternoon. Um, did Gyre and Gimble, the slithy toves, so toves are like like a ferret type creature, I guess. Mm. Um, and they were like circling and digging holes in the wave, which is like a hillside by a sundial. <laughs> Very specific. Mm -hmm. uh, all names you were the borough groves. A lot of these words are made up by him too. So they kind of come through in English by him. Um, so it's like these like turtle things um, and these like pig things or something were like, or sorry, the borough groves I think are parrots and they're all like flimsy and sad or something and then the these like turtle things are turtle pig things are like out, out lost from home kind of. so it's like these animals are all sad it's like this weird environment it's things okay. are things are afoot so the jabberwock is this like creature that he made up and it looks like that okay it's like a buck tooth um lizard with wings uh looks like he's wearing a vest or something with like weird furry <laughs> long vest. claws like it's very terrifying. He's got like long like bug antenna. Right? Of all the details, the vest is the right. most menacing. It's got like buttons. <laughs> <laughs> so that's the Jabberwock. So it says beware the Jabberwock. Um, and there's the jaws that bite and catch, and the jub jub bird and shun the frumious bandersnatch. So those are just other things to uh -huh. be aware of in this forest. Uh -huh. Uh -huh. So he takes his vorpal sword. Uh -huh. Common in fantasy now, I think. I don't right. know if it comes from this or before, but so a long time he sought this foe. Uh, so he's resting by the tree by the forest. He's like, ah, oh, where is it? Like. How to get it, and uh, he was in uffish thought, and he stood there. But as that happened, the Jabberwock, with his eyes flame, came uh, whiffing through the Tulgy Wood, which is just, like dense and dark, and 
burbled as a king, whatever. Um, which is like murmured and gurgled. Mm. Or something like that. Yeah, the combining words. Uh, mm-hmm. And then one, two, one, two is like the sword cutting. One, two, one, two, and through and through. So the whirlpool blade went snicker snack. He left it dead with its head. With its head, he went galumping back. So he cut off its head and mm-hmm. returned to town like a hero. Mm-hmm. And he had slain the Jabberwock. Uh, and then someone says, Come to my arms, my beamish boy. Um, oh, Frabjous Day, which is like fabulous and joyous. Clay. Uh, and then they just repeat the first paragraph again. So it's basically okay. like it's just the story about this person killing this beast. Okay. Right? Cool. Um, but like what Alice says about it after, it seems very pretty, she said when she finished it, but it's rather hard to understand. You see, she didn't like to confess even to herself that she couldn't make of it, make it out at all. Somehow, it seems to fill my head with ideas, only I don't know exactly what they are. However, somebody killed something. That's clear at any rate. Uh. <laughs> <laughs> but it's like, the uh, first time I read that poem, no idea what was going on. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, we we spent a while looking up those words um, <laughs> to see what they mean. That's how I know those things are parrots and like the weird parrot things. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Okay, yeah, so much. Lewis Carroll wrote that that inspired James Joyce in some way. So mm-hmm. how does this? Yeah, how does James Joyce? Feel? Well, like port, writing like with portmanteau uh-huh. and like punny things. It's right. just kind of like it's making humor out of language. Oh, okay. Yeah. Just being playful. Being very playful, very playful. And James Joyce just takes it to a whole other level because he uses multiple languages because he's so brilliant. And he just knows so many languages. Apparently he studied, like, Norse or something while he was writing the book. Of course. <laughs> um, Sanskrit, book, Latin. Yeah. Right. yeah. <laughs> the book Finnegan's Wake um, while he, was, he studied. And then um, he could make, like, jokes using names of these, like, Norse gods and their history by incorporating those names into his character names. Mm. So there would be, like... So it's kind of like um, his like regular old fat drunkard man from Dublin mm. is now being compared to like this Norse god wielding right, a sword, right, right. but it's like this crazy like they would never be compared, but he's doing it now. So it's mm. like so I read that like yes, if you know all the languages, it's better, and yes, if you know all the references to like Dante's Inferno and uh. the Odyssey and the Iliad, right, and right, right. If you're very well versed in like ancient literature, mm. um, it will be. A much richer reading experience, but also you don't need that. Okay. Like you can read it without knowing that stuff, and you will still get a lot of the puns. And just like listening to it mm-hmm. is humorous. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. And also, there's like a Wikipedia page to help you out. So. Yeah. Right. <laughs> Thanks. Is there that. a um uh what what is it those like Shakespeare no fear Shakespeare? Yeah. They say don't use one of those though. Okay. They're like just don't do it. Just read it because like. It's funny, like and like laugh. Like if you think something sounds funny or it's weird, just like laugh out loud. Like it's funny. That's the point. He tried to make you laugh. <laughs> okay, great, awesome. Yeah, yeah. like uh, it's split up into mini books within it, each mm-hmm. one to tell the whole story, and each book is a different style of writing. Like right. one will be like a smut novel of the time, and mm-hmm. then one will be like cl- you know, like classic literature, mm-hmm. or mm-hmm. like posh language, and then one will be like more like the Iliad or something. Then one will be like a penny store book or something mm-hmm, right like mm-hmm. he has all these different styles okay one is like a newspaper so it reads like an article yeah yeah, yeah. yeah. okay yeah um so something you said earlier like the thing that excites you is like uh, aspiring to be more mm. right am i wording that correctly mm-hmm. aspirate aspiration unlocking, unlocking potential unlocking potential yes mm-hmm. there we go mm-hmm. um and you gave me this metaphor of like we're animals but we we are different in 
in trying to become angels, that is what separates us from mm-hmm. animals. Yeah, we're not quite animals, but we're not quite angels. We're right. like somewhere in between. Mm-hmm. So it's like the people who go up or the people who go down. Right. It's kind of like one way to split society. Yeah. I guess how I heard it was like the mere fact that we want to be more, that's the thing that makes us human more than anything else. Yeah, that's what makes us different. Right. Yeah, but some Mm -hmm. there are some people who like really try to go like who think we are definitely above all like I don't think we're above all animals in like ethics and moral and importance on earth. Mm. I don't believe that, but some people do. They think like like all animals are garbage compared to us and they shouldn't be treated with the same respect. Which I totally disagree with. Um, but then there are some people who just go totally like we are animals given to your base um, mm, desires. Like desires there's nothing that makes us different mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, so that's the other side so but like what I was thinking is that we're we are in the middle that's where we see us and then it's like reaching mm-hmm. to go higher right that's kind of what like, I like the interesting part of life is this idea that you could mm-hmm. that that potential again yeah yeah mm. Okay, and so you, so, okay, and you believe that James Joyce is a, it's a good example of this because he is somebody who, you know, has studied all these ancient languages and is so well read and is so, like, like articulate mm-hmm. in access. He is, like, he is a, uh, 19th century Irish version of Wikipedia who can just yeah. like impress you with all these like facts yeah. that um mm-hmm. yeah I think like he's a culmination of a lot of knowledge right but it is very specific knowledge like it's very educated knowledge. <laughs> very specific so like <laughs> the reason I enjoy it right. is it because it is something that I won't ever achieve. I'm not going to put that much time to achieve that Mm -hmm. because then I will lose out on so many other aspects of life. Um, But it is something I'm interested in. So I have, like, all these things I'm interested in. Mm -hmm. And then I I will often go to, like, the highest level of each one and look at what's going on and, like, maybe try to understand it or Mm. get it a little bit. Mm. It just enriches my understanding of that sect. Okay. Um, So, yeah, I think he's kind of at the pinnacle of, like the most difficult writing in the English language, which is my language. Um, so it would be like reading Tolstoy in Russian, if you were Russian. Right. Or like reading something in China, if you were Chinese. <laughs> yeah, I, I bet. Know, like, <laughs> 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 okay, cool. Yeah. yeah. So it's kind of like my due diligence. It's like my culture. Whoa. Okay. A little bit. There's a bit of a responsibility. Due diligence to your culture. Yeah. A little bit. Um, <laughs> Katie always shows me this funny meme. Yeah. It's called, uh, what is it, like white people culture or something. Okay. And it's like these like really funny, like, it's basically like making fun of millennials. Right. Um, and it's like, people say whites don't have culture. And then it's like a picture of somebody in, um, one of those things called the, the, the blanket that you wear with the... Oh, a Snuggie. Like a Snuggie? Yeah, yeah it's yeah, like, yeah, that's yeah. white people culture. Ah. <laughs> it's like, we actually do have like Our stuff, traditional right? dress. Yeah. Yeah. yeah right? <laughs> <laughs> but like, our culture, I think, is is more where we come from. It's odd being Canadian. Because mm. we're not really Canadian. We're not indigenous people. Mm. Um, at least I'm not. <laughs> so, my culture is more the history of it. Coming mm. from Europe and uh, the UK. Okay. So there's a bit of that that I feel like I have to learn. Hmm. But I'm not doing it because I have to learn it. That's, a, I think, important distinction that you would point out. 
to make sure I wasn't doing it. Like I'm not I'm not doing it just because I feel like I have to. Right. Like I do enjoy it. Like okay. I love the wordplay and like feeling dumb. Feeling and like dumb. feeling like there's so much I can learn still. Okay. Like, yeah, cool. I love that yeah. Because again, mm. it's the potential that I'm yeah. like trying to get. Oh, okay. Yeah. Um, uh, I, the thing that I I want to latch onto in your story is like your your excitement. Your like, uh, um, you know, talking about potential, talking about aspiring things. That's uh, makes you excited. And do you feel like that you can convert that excitement into your everyday life or? Um, you also earlier you were sharing this story about like somebody being in a rut and mm-hmm. um, you know they, they weren't living their fullest life mm-hmm. do you feel like so I feel like you you know reading this very intensely complex book is enriching your life it's making you you're excited to live your full life but obviously you know there's those days when it's like oh, I'm kind of in a rut like don't have the energy to <laughs> dedicate to this yeah. like how that's why I personally am not interested in these books. It's because it's like, I know they're so dense that I'm like, oh, I don't want to put that energy in. <laughs> yeah, that's, yeah. Um, I try not to look at it as like an entire thing. It's just like look at it page by page. Oh, kind of. Okay. Like I don't put a, like a due date to finish it. And mm-hmm. I don't say like I have to finish it even. Mm. But like I at least want to try. Right. And if I can find... If I can do it in an authentic way, mm. that's important, I think, to me now. Which is based on conversations we've had in the past where you mm. point out, like, why do you do these things? Like, mm. why do you read these, like, classic literature novels and stuff? They're hard. Like, yeah, so hard. Like, there's some really <laughs> enjoyable, easy read books. That also enrich your life. Yeah. And so I did have to think about that a lot. Mm. Um, so I make sure I do it in an authentic way when I want to do it now. Uh-huh, uh-huh. But it sounds to me like you're asking, like, how do you... Like, you already have enough things that enrich your life that you're doing mm. so it's like the energy for that seems like a lot or is like right you're asking like how i balance that because there are days when it's like yes i have energy to maybe start a book like that mm-hmm. and other days where it's just like oh my god i just want to sit on the couch and i don't want to go to work today or anything right like, totally yeah. yeah um i totally like a lot of the time right now in my life is like just sitting and playing video games yeah because like i go through video game phases and that's that's okay that i feel like I have these waves mm-hmm. where I will be super invested in like these very difficult things mm-hmm. and I like grow mm-hmm. from it and then I need to crash like, <laughs> like, like it happened after school when I finished university yeah um, and then crashed for a while and then all the effort to like get going in Vancouver mm. and like all the stress for like oh cause like being a contract worker it's like you have to find your own clients right so that was very stressful and like for three quarters of a year Mm -hmm. I didn't have enough money basically and so I had to take up that like night shift oh um, Safeway Safeway so I was working like 16 hours a day pretty much for two or three months Mm -hmm. and then I crashed after that Mm -hmm. Um, and then it was like the hardest thing I've had to do for a while was the application for the university I applied to Mm. and then that took like three months of like lots of studying for like that standardized test I had to do Mm. and writing new music and writing essays Mm -hmm. and making sure I had my research done for all this stuff and then I crashed after that so I'm in that crash mode right now I'm starting to come out of it right like I'm starting to feel like I don't want to just sit and play video games anymore which is why I started reading more right okay fair enough um it starts to get me into other things but Mm. 
Yeah. Like, yeah. And I think you answered that question. Um, the answer I heard in that response a bit was how you like it because it is hard, right? Yeah. Like, because it is, oh, I have to apply myself. Like, here's this project that I want to undertake. Mm-hmm. And I like acknowledge that it's not going to be easy. And that's a bit of the appeal of mm-hmm. it. I was talking to a friend yesterday about um, like vacations and how her dad plans a vacation sounds exhausting (laughs) like he they plan this like road trip to hawaii or like you know hawaii not you can't drive to hawaii (laughs) p.s listeners don't drive to hawaii you won't get very far we do let us know how it goes (laughs) (laughs) this is a hard project that you can undertake um um, so road trip fly to hawaii um drive around the island Mm -hmm. You know, maybe it was a seven-day vacation. Each night, they had a dinner reservation oh booked before they showed up. That sounds awesome. So, like, doing the research of, like, okay, I'm going to Waikiki. Which poke place do I want to go to? Like, okay, we're going to Pearl Harbor. Like, this is the, you know, sushi yeah. place. And just, like, reading the reviews. Sushi making places at Pearl Harbor. That would be awful. <laughs> Who knows? So, anyways, oh uh, I can put you in touch with my friend's dad. He'll look up later. Yeah, that would be so bad. <laughs> I'm sure he has uh, great res- recommendations. Yes. You know, and it's just like crafting this immaculate yeah. vacation, right? And what she says is like, honestly, for him, it's like stressful the entire time because yeah. it's like running a company like hey guess what we got a deadline to stick to um so she's like yeah it's really stressful for him before and after but after like after having planned that whole thing he'll get back to toronto and like reflect and be like ah great that was an awesome vacation that i provided for my family Right. right and that was like his reward right is that like for his daughter it's like wow like thanks dad that was so amazing i got to do this and it was so cool and like that that's the reward and yeah yeah, it's like the the types of fun it's like the type one fun it's fun during it but not necessarily fun afterwards fun during also fun afterwards not fun during but like super glad that you did it yeah yeah. Yeah. Um, <laughs> so James but Joyce. I get. I no, I get that for the vacation. Like I get that feeling where you, like you feel good because you gave like pleasure to somebody else. Right. Like you brought something that enriched their life. Even mm. though you know you knew you went into it knowing it wasn't for you. Mm. Like that's a nice feeling. Yeah. I feel like it's a very dad feeling. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I haven't thought of much, but I, I do understand it. But yeah. Right. So James Joyce. It's um. I don't know. I think I will enjoy it while I'm doing it. Okay. Um. It's like, so speaking to the challenge of it, mm. you said, like, you, I like it because it's challenging. Mm. And yeah, I kind of, like, if I'm not challenging myself when I undertake something like this, mm-hmm. it's like, what am I doing? It's like, why am I doing it? Right. I don't, like, what am I going to get out of it? If it's, it's like, what, well, what else is there? If it's, if I'm reading, like, it's like reading, like, memes or something. Like, uh, you can spend a while looking at memes, they make you chuckle, but you don't remember any of them right. in 10 minutes, right? Totally. But, like, I want it to be hard, and which means I have to invest more. Mm-hmm. And if I want to invest more, then I will. And right. then the more I give, the more I get. Yeah, totally. Yeah, that's, the, I guess, the idea. Okay, yeah. cool. And these things make me give a lot. Yeah. So. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. 
Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Cool. And I think yeah, it's cool that you've Id- you've identified like the projects that you like to give mm-hmm. to. And I think like definitely somebody will look at me and like I think the the project we sort of talked about this even maybe on our last podcast. The projects that I tend to give to are like new interactions with like you know strangers basically mm-hmm. of like you know i'm gonna give a lot i'm gonna like you know pull out all my my icebreaker questions yeah. like hey what do you think about this i'm putting all my energy in that yeah. and uh you know it doesn't always work out you know i think relationships are messy mm-hmm. people end up disappointing you but for me that's like the that's where i aspire to be like more than just an animal like i think mm-hmm. i aspire to have a um yeah like these connections that sort of you get to a place where it's like oh yeah this is like this is living right mm-hmm. this is different from my day-to-day i put a lot of time and energy to like plan and reflect on this interaction but mm-hmm. uh you know ultimately rewarding mm-hmm. so Okay. Yeah. So, it, I started this conversation being like, "This is how me and Thomas are different." But now I think the point of the conversation we're at is, we are similar, but we uh, apply our in different places. Yeah. yeah exactly. Yeah. 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 You can also see. <laughs> this is gonna make you laugh. The things that I want to do, like future projects. Yeah. My retirement project, like when I have like space to be able to do it and right, some extra right, income, right. I can. Like maybe spend on this is to do woodworking, mm. but not just woodworking. I want to do Japanese woodworking. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> the one where they use no power tools. Right. You want to like count the grains. Yeah. And like, yeah. <laughs> and then I also want to learn how to like do chess well. So okay, do chess that's, well. That's been on my list for a long yeah. time. It, yeah. I think that one might be more woodworking because I kind of just want a nice chess board. <laughs> so, <laughs> maybe I'll just make one and be happy. <laughs> I have to learn how to do um, I think I offered this before, yeah. but we can play chess. Yeah. Um, I can teach you what I know of yeah. the chess. Yeah, of the chess. <laughs> of the chess. <laughs> of the chess. This, I know. <laughs> that could be a podcast name. Yeah, uh, great. Um, okay, maybe we can even play later. Yeah, that sounds good. Okay. Um, cool. I think this is a good, like, natural end to yeah. our conversation. Yeah. Um, Thanks, Thomas. Yeah, you're um, bye. <laughs> <laughs>